Hey everybody, thanks for being here. Whether it's on Facebook Live or our enhanced experience at aclz.org, we're so glad you're here. Today we're going to sing, we're going to hear from God's Word, and even a special challenge from Dave and Natalie. So whether you're sitting on the couch, still in your pajamas, or eating your breakfast, we're so glad you joined us today, and we hope you enjoy. God, that is at the center of the cry of our heart is that faith would rise up in us every day no matter what circumstance is thrown our way that it would be well with our soul and so father i pray for every person that is here today listening whether they're in their living rooms no matter who they find themselves with, that in these moments, God, we would just tune in to what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to each of us, to his church, and that faith would rise up. And so I pray every heart, for every heart, that there would be a peace that passes our human understanding that God you would have your way because we love you in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name we pray amen amen and I just want to say good morning and thank you thank you for taking some time and gathering to celebrate that God is alive and that he reigns and that peace is ours today, and we're so grateful. I said this the other night, but I want to say it again, if I can, thank you. Thank you for all the phone calls, all the emails, all the ways in which you've reached out to uh, Natalie and I and our family to just say uh, that you're praying for us. And... Man, you will never know how much that that means to us. And not just to us as a family, but to the leadership of this church and to our staff. There has been very little communication from our church that has been negative. It has been so encouraging and so uplifting. And man, I just want to say thank you. I am so proud of our church. And I'm also incredibly encouraged as I've talked with so many of you during this time to find out that you are taking care of each other, that the church is being the church. That has got to be one of the coolest things that I've experienced through this whole thing is it seems like we have each other in a way I've never seen in the church and even outside of the church. Just really encouraged today. It's times like these that cause us to take inventory of our lives And what I want to say, and just encouragement, as we take inventory, especially in moments like these, we're going to find that we probably weren't measuring up to what we thought, or meeting the expectations we had hoped, or living up to the values that maybe we stated we believed, but our actions didn't quite represent. And I just want to say, don't let the enemy of your soul cause you to feel guilt and shame and condemnation in that. There are things God is teaching every one of us. And there is deep learning in the deepest places of our hearts. And we are not going to let the enemy of our soul 
cause us to feel shame in any way. We're going to lament those things that God is showing us where we could be more like Jesus, where we could love one another better, where we could be truer to who God says we are. We're going to lament where we've missed that. And we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to lead us to be better. And so I just want to encourage you that as we take inventory, that we wouldn't let the enemy of our soul tear us down. The message for us in all of this, I believe, has nothing to do with COVID-19 or the economy or whether God brought this or allowed it or whether we're acting wisely or foolishly. I believe the questions that we're being asked or the message that's being sent is, who do you trust? Where's your hope? What voice are you listening to or voices are you listening to? Are you really an alien in this world just passing through, as Paul would say, a stranger? Or do we act and live more like residents? Are we tied to the kingdom of God and really believe kingdom over everything? Or are we caught up in the kingdom of this world? The message really is, where is your heart? Where's my heart? We will come out of this different in more ways than you know. I believe as individuals, I believe as families, as a nation, as a church, for good or for bad, we will come out of this different. And many will find that they've been both right and wrong, wise and foolish, God-centered and probably at times self-centered, God-led and man-led. Many will realize that what God was doing may have been different than what they thought. But if we could challenge this church as a leadership with a certain posture during this time, it would be this. Be present. Repentance seems to be at the core of so much of what God is saying to the church today. An identity is being made whole in Jesus. We're finding where we had placed our identity where it wasn't Christ Kingdom people are finding their way and the church is becoming stronger because we're determined that God will sit on the throne of our hearts and that's good. That is good. So we repent of all that's kept us from being present. And so when we say be present, we're saying be present with Jesus. And so many are experiencing a deeper relationship with Jesus as this idea of hope is becoming more and more clear. That Jesus is our hope. People are being present with family in a way that they've never been before or haven't been in a long time. And so be present with Jesus. And out of that presence with Jesus, the fruit will come in our families. Be present with family. Be present in community. We're experiencing deeper relationship with one another. People are allowing others to help them. And, and we are helping others in ways that is just unbelievably amazing. It is God at work. And be present with mission, that we would have this deeper relationship with the world around us, realizing that we have been invited by God into his mission to join him in what he's doing. And what he is doing, even in times like this, is reconciling the world to himself through Jesus Christ. He is making all things new. Our hearts as individuals, our lives those around us, our families, the community, we're experiencing the, this truth that we can keep each other believing, we can keep each other in the gospel, and that God would give us a heart for this world to know him, because we are seeing in today's age, like never before, people grasping for hope that isn't hope. Last week, we talked about the importance of staying in the gospel, the good news 
What makes the gospel good news is that it connects a person with the unsearchable riches of Jesus. That's the good news. It connects us to Jesus. We gain Jesus. Pastor John Piper said it like this, forgiveness of sins and justification are good news because they remove obstacles to the only lasting, all-satisfying source of joy, Jesus. Jesus Christ is not merely the means of our rescue from damnation. He is the goal of our salvation. He is not satisfying to be with. There, if he is not satisfying to be with, there is no salvation. He's not merely the rope that pulls us from the threatening waves. He is the solid beach under our feet and the air in our lungs and the beat of our heart and the warm sun on our skin and the song in our ears and the arms of our beloved. The gospel is Jesus. When you think about it like that, to hear stay in the gospel is to stay in Jesus, that God enjoys you, wants to enjoy you, longs to enjoy you every moment of every day, and we get to enjoy him. That's what this is all about. Stay in Jesus. Not what everybody else thinks, not what everybody else is saying, not what the world puts the hope in, not the kingdom of this age, not the rulers of this age. Stay in Jesus, the good news. And the degree that we stay in the gospel, I want you to get this, this is so huge. The degree that we stay in the gospel is the degree that gospel will come out of us to others as good news. The degree that I stay in Jesus, in the good news of Jesus and what he is doing and wants to do in my life. The, the, making me into the image of his son. What God is doing to the degree, the degree that I do that is the degree that the good news of the gospel will come out of me to others. That might be why for some of us, it's really hard to find our way in all of this. The beauty of the gospel is that those who trust in Jesus never have to fear alienation or separation from God. That's why Paul says to live is Christ, but to die is gain. I've got Jesus either way. And so in Jesus, you are secure. You're actually safe. In Jesus, you're loved. In Jesus, you're whole. In Jesus, you are chosen. And in Jesus, you're pure. Romans 8.1, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. That's why we try to tell you as God teaches you things through this and you find out that life may not be what you wanted, expected, or thought that it was, don't feel the guilt and shame and condemnation, but let God move you to where he is. And now Christ has redeemed us to a life of love and sacrifice, service, if you will, where we can reflect to others what he has done in us. We're committed to let God reign in us because to the degree that that happens in us is the degree that will happen through us. He gives me hope and I pass it on. We've said that hope is a confident expectation of a better tomorrow based on the character and promises of God. And that's what our hope is in. How we share that hope is to let the character of Jesus and how he lived and act be how we live and act. And that hope can come to others as we love how he loved, serve how he served, give how he gave. He is who he says he is and he'll do what he says he's going to do. And because of that, we have hope and we bring that hope to others because right now they're looking for that kind of hope. What will love require of me today is the question that hope asks. Hope lives in us because Jesus lives in us. 
Simply believing this, Paul says, releases into us the power of God to make it reality. This living hope, not just yesterday, but right now and always. Hope. Renewing our minds in this message, the message of the gospel, transforms ordinary sinful people into the kinds of people who accomplish the very will of God. Romans 12, 1 through 2. There is a will of God in all of this. Not that you find comfort in what doctors or scientists or world leaders say or don't say, whether a cure arrives or doesn't, but that you find comfort in the will of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The good news, whatever God is going to do, that's the good news. And that's what makes the gospel so beautiful. So here's my big question for you this morning. Are your feet beautiful? Now, that just confused everybody. Because when we think about feet, the last thing we think about is beautiful. But it's a question that I want us to ask. And here's why. Isaiah 52, 7 says, How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news. Who proclaim peace who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion or Israel, your God reigns. That's the good news. The message version says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger bringing good news, breaking the news that all is well. Reminds me of the old hymn, it is well with my soul. No matter what, Proclaiming good times, announcing salvation, telling Zion your God reigns. Are your feet carrying good news or bad? The degree that we stay in the gospel is the degree that gospel will come out of us to others as good news. Let me put it to us this way. That impacts those of us in the faith. Are we good news to each other? Are your feet beautiful? Are you helping each other stay in the gospel? Are we reminding each other of the good news that our God reigns? Or is there something else that we're sharing with each other, saying to each other, communicating to each other? See, in this time, the Bible says that they will know us, that we'll know that we're God's by the way we love each other. They will know we're his disciples by the way we love each other. And I am saying that God is asking that we keep each other in the gospel. And the way that we do that is that we be good news to each other. So are your feet good news to those who love Jesus? As we call and check in, as we encourage, this is not a time to judge each other, to shame each other, to condemn each other, to rebuke each other. This is a time for us to come alongside each other and love each other. Yeah, that might mean bringing some truth to each other, but we have to be careful. Are your feet carrying good news or bad to this world? Luke 4 42 through 44, early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowd searched everywhere for him. And when they finally found him, they begged him not to leave. Jesus had just been healing people. He was with the sick. He was delivering people of of demonic possession. I mean, he was doing incredible things and the people loved it. And so they were searching for him. And when they found him, they begged him not to leave. 
to stay. Here's what Jesus said. He replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And you see that priority right here. Yes, there's a time for ministry. There's a time for work, but there's also a time that we go. I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. Just as I was sent, Jesus said in John 20, 21, I'm sending you. And so I must, you must, we must proclaim the good news. It's great in this time to grow as individuals, to grow as family, to grow in community. But there is a world that needs Jesus, and the gospel of Jesus Christ is what they need. The good news that God loves them and wants to enjoy them, to give them hope, to give them a future. All of the promises that we claim, the world needs as much as we need. And this is an opportunity that's more prime than you know to share people the definition of hope that God's given you and how that's been true in your life. To offer to pray, to sit with them, to love them, to check on them, to encourage them, whether it's in six feet distance or not. And so I must proclaim, we have found hope, so let's share it. It's good news, and you share it by living it. We're being pumped full of news right now, mostly bad, a lot hopeless. But as followers of Jesus, and I have to say, as I watch what's going on in social media and culture, it is so encouraging to hear the message of faith over fear, to hear the, hear the message of prayer over panic, hope over hype. I mean, the church is proclaiming the good news of the kingdom like I've never seen it. I'm so proud of my pastor friends, and I'm praying for you today. I believe in you, and I believe what God has called you to do, and I'm praying that you're led by his Holy Spirit and all of this. I'm praying that for all of us. We have a confident expectation. We've been given the good news, and we've experienced it, and we are, are ex- continuing to experience, and will continue to experience it. And so because of that, we get to share it with everybody we come in contact with that God allows us to come across during this time. The beauty of the gospel is endless because the beauty of God is endless. And this means that wherever you are in your journey with Christ, whether you're in doubt that Jesus really is who he says he is or that you've been convinced of the gospel's power for over 70 years, either way, you're just getting started. The way you grow in Jesus is the way you began in Jesus. Faith in the finished work of the cross and the empty tomb to progress is always to begin again. I'm always coming back to Jesus, renewing my mer- the mercy that comes from him, his grace and his love. My faith grows. And so the great news for each of us is that, as Peter says, embedded in the gospel are all the resources you need to become everything God wants you to be. Second Peter 1.3, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who's called us by his own glory and goodness. I said in the letter of prayer that the human goal is to bring glory to God. And there is no greater way to bring glory to God than to stay in the gospel and share it. And to the degree that you are staying in the gospel is the degree it will come out of you. That's why it's important that you be present with Jesus. Because he is the gospel. It's the power of God at work in us. It's the hope of Jesus. It's hope because it's Jesus. And so how beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news. 
Are your feet beautiful? Are they bringing good news? Or are they just bringing news? Are they bringing bad news? Is the news you're bringing people, the gospel of the kingdom that can change them from the inside out, that no virus, no failing economy can touch? How beautiful are your feet? And the degree that we stay in the gospel is the degree the gospel will come out of us to others is good news. And the good news of the gospel and is simply asking what will love require of us. And it will look different for all of us. That's good news. Please don't judge someone because the way they're choosing to live in this time looks different than how you're choosing to live in this time. Let's love each other in that. We have no right whatsoever to say that God is saying to someone else what he's saying to you. We can't put that on people. We love each other. We support each other. We pray for each other. We encourage each other. We build each other up so that we stay in the good news of Jesus. We remind each other about Jesus. To hear his voice, to trust him, to put our hope in him. To be attached to the kingdom above everything. And we share with this world the good news that God loves them, died for them, rose for them, and is coming back and wants a relationship. He enjoys us and wants us to enjoy him. God, I just pray for us in these moments. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. In a season of bad news, oh, how good is the good news. It's so good. And so, God, I just pray in these moments that you would encourage our hearts with the gospel of Jesus, the hope of Jesus, and that to the degree that we are present with you, present in our families and in community together, God, I believe we will be good news to this world because you have invited us to be your ambassadors and to share Jesus. And I pray that that would be true of us when this is all said and done, that we will have grown as the church, both inwardly and outwardly during this time. And we will give you praise and we will give you glory in Jesus' name. In Christ alone, I place my trust and my hope and my faith. Good morning, church family. I know it's a little bit outside the norm to interrupt the flow of a service, but lately, what's not outside of the norm? Many of you know that we have been pre-recording these services to be able to show you uh, or, or send your way during the weekend. And I just wanted to share a moment of transparency that took place on Thursday when we were recording this. It's the first time that I was actually preaching to an empty room or sharing this message with an empty room. And about five minutes in, just felt the weight um, of, of no one being here, of it just being empty. And my style of speaking is I love having a crowd. I miss you guys. I miss getting to be together with all of you. And so speaking to a camera was just really tough. And we had to stop and actually pray um, because I just felt that disconnection. And here's what I felt as I pondered that and processed that God just really put on my heart that in this time, we really do need to focus on connection 
over content. Content is good, and I believe that what we just heard around the gospel is incredibly important. The gospel is the good news in this season. Um, But it's more important that we're connecting around the content. That connection is what's important. And so Natalie and I wanted to just take a few minutes here and um, maybe unpack this a little bit and then invite you to unpack it during our uh, worship here in the next few minutes. Natalie, you said something to me as we were processing this, that if you're in the gospel, if you're someone who is staying in the gospel, then you will naturally be the gospel to others. How are you being or how are we, you feel we as a family are being good news or allowing good news to impact our own lives? Well, I think it's difficult because um, I think it's good because we have so many sources now, like mm-hmm. social media and just all the different platforms where we have like so much um, stuff that like we can take in. So many things like filling us with all kinds of news, whether it be good and bad. Mm -hmm. And so I have even found like I was getting messages all day on Facebook of people that were sharing this little video clip of just this um, thing to be looking for. I think it was like ibuprofen. Don't take ibuprofen anymore because you can die. And so you're like, I'm hearing all these things. And I think the balance is what I have found. I have loved social media during this time because I've actually loved seeing the, just the different people coming together. But what I have found the most important thing mm-hmm. for me is just uh, being filled up by God's word. And as a church, one of our living values is scripture is our guide. And for yeah. us as a family, that is what we have tried to be filling ourselves up with because I think the truth is like we're going to hear things on social media and some of it true some of it not so true but I think it what it is is when you hear something like bad like ibuprofen is now going to cause us to die or the scary things out there when we are in God's word and that is our foundation we will we won't be afraid we will cling to the hope and the promises in his word Even when we hear something scary, we just go directly to God's word and know that his promises um, remain true. They don't change. Right. And for those who struggle to know how to get into God's word and unpack that and and meditate and apply it, that's why we have each other. Call somebody. Talk to somebody. Uh, Google it. I mean, I think there's endless ways. And I think that like we get caught up in like the whole book, the whole Bible and it looking at it. And it's so overwhelming where to start and all that. And I think what I love is just that we have on our phones, the Bible app, we have different ways to jump in God's word, even if it's taking a scripture of day and memorizing it, putting it up in our house so that we have that reminder to, to not fear that we have, um, God as our strength during this time, and we just don't have to fear. So you're filling yourself up um, with good news by going to God's Word, which is what we've been talking about, being present with Jesus. How are you, or or how do you feel like we as a family are um, being good news to each other, and not just the family in our home, but the church family? Yeah. Well... (laughs) If I'm being honest, and I think all of us are uh, stuck at home 24-7, and being good news to our family, I think it has been interesting for us being home 24-7. It's actually highlighting all the things that are wrong in our family, like the things that our kids aren't doing. And I mean, I'm just keeping it real. Like, it's yeah. like I our desire is to bring good news every day, but... 
I think it's easy to not bring good news and just have days of struggles. And, yep. and I say that because we all have struggles. We're all in this together. I don't think anybody has it perfect out there. Even if you're seeing it on social media, the perfect setups and all the perfect things, we all fail. And that's the reality of all of it. But for us, I feel like as a family, what we have been trying to do in the midst of all the craziness, all the things we hear is sharing stories of hope with yeah. our family and, and taking stories that we hear around and, and celebrating that with our kids and them getting to hear what other families and people are doing. And I, I feel like that has inspired them even to be making pictures for people and doing different things. And so I feel like as, as a family, we have been trying to practice um, prayer over panic um, to our faith over fear. And again, I feel like as a church, we have been focusing on our living values and faith is our foundation. And that is something that we have been, I feel like, trying to model with our kids, though we fail often. It's a good time to even teach them to (laughs) learn the values. One One of our kids can quote them from memory. Yeah, yesterday I went live on Facebook with Olivia, and that's another way is just including your kids in on this. Like, I gave her a scripture to read, and she was excited to be able to share the living values that we have been doing at Alpine, and Kate, um, our children's pastor, has been encouraging the kids to memorize those, and I think that's a great way um, for families just to be able to memorize those things and to model those, live those out. So these are just a few ideas. Let me ask one more question that I want everybody to ponder as families, and it's how are we going to be good news to the world? Whether we're quarantined or God has called us out to help those who can't help themselves, how are we being good news? What are some ways we can be good news to the world? Because sharing Jesus right now, is it's prime to just come out and talk about Jesus. People are open to that. Mm -hmm. So what I have loved, and and Dave knows I I love this so much, is I have been um, just seeing on social media, what people all around the world that have been that have been doing with like their gifts and talents and one of the things is um, people that have the gift of, of singing and their musicians and seeing people come together using what God has given them in, in their gifts and singing abilities and bless those around that are, are watching all over the world and then I've seen Chris Baker from Inc 180 yeah. their family gathered instead of doing uh, cover-up tattoos they have gathered and and they're making masks for house hospitals. And then I just saw the other day um, on social media, we have a friend down in Peoria. She is a florist. She is making, uh, she made bouquets for the hospital and has delivered them. And I feel like the list goes on hearing how people are delivering groceries um, yeah. to people. And I feel like for us as a family, it has even inspired us. Like, how can we use what we have been blessed with to bless those around. And sometimes I feel like it gets really overwhelming seeing that the need is great and how do we help. And we don't want to just be busy. We don't want to just be doers, but we do want to do something with how God has gifted all of us. And for us as a family, we had heard of this need of this um lady who needed a place um, to go. She doesn't have a home. And so she needed a shower. She needed a meal. And so for us as a family, we have invited her in. She'll be staying with us for a little while. And that is something that is free for us. God has gifted gifted us our home to live in. And that's what we want to model as a family. So I, I truly believe 
whatever we've been gifted with, we all have gifts and talents, and sometimes we look at others and we dream and we wish we could have the perfect voice or whatever, but God has gifted all of us. And so I think it's just important in this time is how are we gifted as an individual? How are we gifted as a family? And how can we use those gifts to bless those around? So the, the message is how beautiful are your feet? How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And so uh, we're going to go into a time of worship. And I would just encourage you, maybe this time just turn the worship on low. And as a family, ask, how are we filling ourselves with good news? What are ways we can do that better? Um, Being present with Jesus. How are we being good news to each other and to the church community? Um, present with community and family. And then how, how can we be good news to the world in a time when we're limited? So take some time right now just as we worship and, and just ponder that as a family and see where God would lead you. Father, we are convinced that's who you are. That's why in this time we trust you. Oh, we trust you because we trust you, we can open our hearts to you and say, Holy Spirit, we surrender. We give our lives to you. We pray you would fill us with your love and your power and your peace, grace and your goodness. In all of this, the confidence that we have in you in this moment would be the same confidence we have in every conversation. Whether it's on the phone, through some media, talking with a neighbor as we pass on the street, that we would be able to speak with the boldness and confidence of Jesus, the love of a God that we know and are convinced that he is who he says he is. And the promises are ours. And so you never leave us or forsake us. And you are here with every one of us who have committed our lives to you. And so keep us in you. And as we're in you, God, give us the courage and the boldness and the wisdom to speak your truth and love to a world who needs hope beyond humanity. (laughs) And that is you. Because it's who you are. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name that we could gather and be together. Amen. I want to encourage you. This week, we're going to be sending you just some ways that if you are, as a family, quarantined, that you can be the hands and feet of Jesus where you are. We want you to know we love you, support you, or praying for you. If you find yourself trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus with those who are hurting on the front lines, unhealthy, at risk, then we want to give you ways that you can do that. Just ideas. We also want to give you ideas and ways that you can love on and be there for your neighbors. So we're going to put that together and send that to you over this next week. Just ways in which you can continue to be the gospel, the good news. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news that our God reigns. So we're just excited about how God is 
allowing us to be present with him, present with each other, present in community, present in this world. Now, more than ever, the good news of Jesus is being received. So we want to bring it. I want to encourage you to go to our website, aclz.org. There's a place you can find the Hope Hub. And as you do that, I'd love to see us post prayer requests, any needs that you might have. Jump into the 24-7 prayer movement that God is building so that people are praying all the time. Sign up to be part of that. If you are alone in all this or feel alone or you're not connected to community or you said you wanted to be and not quite sure what that looks like, we would ask you to text the word DESIGN to 97000 and jump into community. Man, we need each other during the time, not just through this time, but what's coming on the other side. And so as community leaders reach out to you, I would just invite you to respond and be part of something bigger than ourselves. We love you. We're praying for you. We believe God has us and is doing incredible things in the midst of this. We have hope. We have lots of joy. And we continue to pray that God would move in our lives and in this world. Have an incredible week. Let me again just say thank you for making us a part of your Sunday and putting a priority on worshiping and being together in this way. I want to share with you a quote um, from Andy Stanley during this season. He said, when the story of COVID-19 is simply a story we tell, one year, two years, ten years from now, here's the challenge for you and here's the challenge for me. Let's make sure that our story is a story worth telling. And the decisions we make now during this crisis will determine the stories we tell, our children and our grandchildren. And we are writing that story every decision and every single minute of every single day. It's just so important that we continue to live intentional during a season like this. And so we are encouraging you as your church to do that. We're doing that in two ways. The first way is community. We really want every person at Alpine to come out of this in biblical community where people are helping you stay in the gospel. That's the point. One of the ways we're doing that is if you don't have community, and and this is going to take effort. This will take effort to be a part of because it won't feel natural for all of us. We believe community is our design, and so we're asking you, if you're not in community and you would like to be, we have leaders set up and are training them as we speak, ongoing training to help facilitate biblical community during this season. All you have to do is text the word design. Community is our design. Text the word design to 97,000 and we will get you into community that will help you because it's not just this time. Yeah. It's it's from here on out and what God is trying to do. Yeah, we're excited for that. A second opportunity that we are super excited to share is about our 24-7 uh, prayer. We have it set up online. If you go to aclz.org slash hopehub, it's going to be a 24-7 prayer um, time that you can sign up for. We are encouraging everybody to be a part of this. What our hopes is, is that we want everybody from the church praying every hour of every day. And the importance of this is we believe as a church, as a collective, that prayer changes things. And what greater way um, 
then coming together and just as a people praying for our nation, praying for each other and watching and seeing what God will do. So you can head on over to our website, go to our Hope Hub, and you could sign up and we will email you back and give you direction from there. We love you guys. Looking forward to the day we get together. Have a great day.